Maybe that's what uh, Grace Jones was talking about when she said, pull up to my bumpers, baby. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Maybe it's what, you know, the princess was saying when she said, let the meat cake. I don't know. Are you talking about my royal regalia that I'm wearing? I'm talking about your royal regalia. Do you have a signet ring that I can kiss? Is there a... Uh, um, I don't have it? my signet ring yet. It's coming from the from Amazon. government. Well, they've decided <laughs> to create a monarchy in the United States, and they've made me the king. And, uh, you know, I, I dubbed myself King Poncho years ago, and now finally it's official. Thanks to the Biden administration. Uh, a lot of the administrations before him were reluctant to start up a monarchy. But he, you know, he's he's a trailblazer. And so, yeah, so I'm the new king. And I can't wait to meet the rest of the royal family. I just like the idea of you being a legitimate king. You're like, well, where's your scepter? Where's your signet ring? Like, oh, it's coming. It's Amazon Prime two-day delivery dude how about if i was like a real king back in the daisy day when the king would just say like bring me a bowl full of total soup bitches and then they would just skedaddle kill a turtle and bring said soup to yawn sparkly-eyed king that was probably the least insane thing he ordered on a given day here's the other deal about being a king though because what else a king had a poison tester because <laughs> here's what happens when you're king everyone's trying to kill the fucking king and you got to live with that you know you got to live under that guillotine that proverbial guillotine all your life that's why they go insane and fuck everyone's wives and kill everyone's children because everyone's trying to kill them dude I used the word Muammar Gaddafi in a, the name Muammar Gaddafi in a song uh, a couple days ago. And so I had to look it up because here's who doesn't know how to spell that everybody in the world. So I'm one of those people. But I went on Wikipedia and just read up on Muammar Gaddafi. Dude, I didn't read much. But here's what I know about that dude. Once he came into power, he was like, motherfuckers are wanting to kill me. And so he he just yeah, he had like body doubles. He kept he had to sleep in different rooms and different palaces. Like that dude was always head on a swivel the entire time he was in power. And then guess what happened? Got caught, bayoneted in the butthole, and then shot in the fucking head along with his sons. That's the other thing too, is if they do kill you, here's what they don't do to a king. Just normally kill them. They usually do insane things to them, like put a bayonet in their butt. It's not a nice death. You get the Jeffrey Dahmer special. Did you ever watch that video of him being captured by all those dudes? No. Ooh. Nope. Dude, it's rough. But, I mean, from the sound of it, I mean, it sounded like he was not cool. Like, I think he did a lot of, there was a lot of raping going on. So anybody who does a lot of raping, yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck him. I don't care. Well, that's the thing. Most kings are evil fucks. So when they get, you know, like when there's a revolution or they get caught or someone who wants to be king more than them kills them, they don't just give them a little cyanide capsule. <laughs> they make a big show of it because they have to send the message that uh, I'm king now and don't fuck with me or this might happen to you. It's very brutal. I watched a movie last night. I wonder if you've seen it. It's a movie from Spain called The Platform. It's really creepy. Kind of deals with a bunch of this 
a bunch of class warfare stuff. These, this dude wakes up and he's on a, he's in a cell. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of the cell is a hole. And what you realize is there are levels. They go all the way up. So food comes down once a day on this huge platter. Mm-hmm. And you eat whatever the people above you left. Yeah. So so if you're on level 50, you're, you've got scraps. The levels go down to like 200. Basically, if you keep going down, you have to eat your cellmate, basically. So there's 200 um, levels? Well, you find out there might even be more, but they think there are 200. And who's up on the platform? Just opulent society. I'll tell you who's up there. Greg Luganis. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. You basically have to survive for an entire month. After a month, they put you to sleep and you wake up and you're arbitrarily on a different level. So if you can survive level 80 where you are barely eating and you're just eating fucking saliva from people, then you may one day wake up and be on level six. And so the whole idea is like, if you end up on level six, ration your food so we can get food. People are dying on the bottom levels, but guess what everyone's like as soon as that food lands on their platform? Fuck everybody else. I'm eating. Sounds like the Snowpiercer of fire pole movies. It's like Snowpiercer. It's like Cube. Um, it's like the Maze Runner. There's a lot of dystopian. It's even kind of like Hunger Games. Uh, just a dystopian future in which class warfare occurs at the as entertainment for the wealthy. So nice. Isn't that neat? Speaking of Amazon, so I got real excited about this because I'm always trying to fill that God shaped hole. Yeah, yeah, and. uh I went, I went to my friend Josh's house and he had this big crazy lamp. It looked like a spaceship. And my daughter was over there too. And he basically said to his house, he said, hey, turn that lamp red. And Alexa turned his lamp red. My daughter went nuts. My daughter. So he's cool. got a genie now. He has a genie in a bottle, not just the uh, Christina Aguilera album. So I went and got all these smart light bulbs and I got an Alexa. So now I can tell Alexa to turn all the lights in my house certain colors and oh, I, set timers. I need to do that. Because I've got some bulbs that turn colors, but I got to pull up my phone and do it one at a time. So I need to get Alexa doing that shit because it takes it takes too much effort to pull up my phone. I've grouped all of it. I can just say to my studio, Alexa, turn studio blue and it will. Do you need me to send you these glasses? Because once you can do that, you might want to be wearing these. The other thing I have for my lights that aren't smart bulbs is I have a smart plug which is a Wi-Fi plug. So now I can just turn on any light, even if it's not one of those nice bulbs. Um, but guess guess whether or not it made me happy. Hold on. Yes, it did. <laughs> it actually didn't. But here's what made you happy. The thought that maybe it might make you happy. So for a minute, you actually had some hope. And I feel like hope is almost as good as happiness. Well, then you, you just get into the whole, when your hopes are dashed, the fallout. So it's, is it better to hope? Is it better yeah. to hope and live off of that yeah. hope? Like you're on plat, the plat 200 level platform? Yeah. Or is it better to just give up and eat your cellmate? Is it better to have hoped and hurt? Lost. Hoped, <laughs> hoped and hurt when the hope didn't come through rather than have no hope? Yeah. I'll take hope any day of the week. Because no hope is no Nope. Come here, Scarlett. Say what you're saying into this microphone, please. I love you. Bye. She's so cute. She looks real grown up. Dude, she's like a 40-year-old woman now. She's like... It's crazy, right? Daddy, Beloved came by, and she didn't even do anything when I came by. (laughs) She's a cast member of Downton Abbey. 
she didn't do anything. Like, I'm like, what, what is that? Like, what is that? She watches a lot. Dude, she watches a lot of TV. Like, yeah. I think she, that's where she's getting all that. So they say, like, that's not good parenting, but I disagree. I'm turning her into the next Britney Spears, and I feel good about it. And Britney Spears doing continues to do great. Dude, did you watch uh, that? Did you watch that documentary about her being like basically a, a prisoner now? I know about it. I haven't seen the documentary, but I know she's trying to like get out from under this. Dude, it's it's terrible. It's truly terrible what's going on. Like it's fucked up. I mean, luckily I don't care. But if I cared, I'd be bummed. Well, that's good. But hey, man, here's my new motto: Don't care. <laughs> Guess what happens if you don't care? Don't get upset. Here we go. We got an email, bobandclint at gmail.com. I need to read this one, Bob, because Mark Kilminster, who's a patron, he has not heard his name spoken yet. He says, I hope you guys are getting paid. Hey, guys, hope you're doing okay. I joined Patreon in April, but I haven't had a shout out on the podcast, so I just wanted to make sure you're actually getting my money. Plus, I spend most of each episode at the minute mark straining to hear my name being mentioned. How self-important is that? Oh, dear. Well, here you go, Mark. This is for you, buddy. Mark Kilminster has become a patron. He's in Oxfordshire, UK. And uh, this is his big moment. And I just want to say congratulations. Marky Mark in the uh, UK bunch. And Marky Mark in the UK funky bunch. He says, anyway, if you're listening up for a year, I finally signed up on Patreon after being seduced by the lure of the secret weekly. Money's tight, so I got to choose my little indulgences wisely. Worth every damn penny, especially when I realized I could download the first hundred secret weekly straight off, which, by the way, you can do over there. Is he using dollars over there in the UK, Marky? Mark? Um, he, he does say penny here, but maybe he's just using, uh, you know, maybe he's just using maybe he's, the language of currency as a placeholder, as a symbol. Maybe he's pandering to, to us, knowing that we use that kind of currency, even though he would be using pence. He says, also, heartfelt thanks for doing the podcast. I appreciate the time and effort that goes into it. It's helped me get through such a shitty year. I'm always freaked out that two dudes thousands of miles away have the same opinions and cultural references to me. France is only 200 miles away, and I have no idea what the fuck's going on there. It's no, great therapy to listen does, to you guys. Nobody does, not even the French. It's great therapy to listen to you guys in my earbuds when doing the weekly shopping. Talk about a paradox. That's a nice email from Mark. Uh, and thank you for the support, Mark. Uh, Dude, here's but, what I know. We're a goddamn international bitch. We are Dude, we're fucking worldwide. We are world the fuck wide, dude. Guess which thanks daddy brings us the international sauce, though. Can you guess who it is? Yeah, his name is Clint Wells because... C-Money. C-Money because here's what's going on. Metal Up Your Podcast is some worldwide shit because Metallica rules the roost when it comes to Europe and all Eastern Bloc countries. Dude, Metallica in like Poland is like... I don't know, like what a really famous band would be here. I've never talked to you about Metallica. Are you a Metallica fan? What's not to like? On their last tour, I really wanted to go do a, see a show with you. Dude, I, I definitely want to see a Metallica show, 100%. But they only did, when they played Austin, I think they only did ACL, which when they mix those festivals into like a real tour, I'm going to see them in September in Louisville. And I'm super stoked because it's, you know, first concert in a million years. But festival shows are just different. You play differently at a festival. Do you play differently at a festival? Well, usually if I'm playing a festival, it's a lot of people. And so I do, yeah, you tailor your do a set, little right? thing called kill it. <laughs> but um, I will say this. 
I do want to see them in a stadium and I want to see them loud. Yeah. The stadium tour was really fun. They had these giant, these five big screens, the biggest screens I've ever seen. It was so powerful and immersive and insane. But I do have to say, though, I, I, I'm telling you, Bob, I think about this. And my friend Brad Blazik, who listens to our show, uh, we text about this. The curiosity of you walking out of a tool show. You, you were in an arena with tool on stage with everything they have to offer sonically, visually. And you let, you left. I was you walked un- out of it. I was underwhelmed. Underwhelmed by Tool. I mean, I watched 30 minutes of it, 40 minutes of it. I mean, I, I don't know, know how but- much of it I watched. I watched a lot of it. I watched enough to where, like, I got it. I get it. I got it. I know. But listen, and Brad, I went to a, my last actual show was with, with Brad Blazik at a Tool show. I spent the first 10 or 15 minutes crying. And when the show finally did end, it was like I was waking up from a dream I'd been having my whole life. I couldn't believe it was over. You, however, and hey, different strokes for different folks. You endured 30 minutes and thought, I'm good. I didn't. It, it, it wasn't enduring it. I mean, well, here's the, pro- here's the problem, dude. The problem was I just got authored and punished. <laughs> and here's the thing. I, w- I went to go be on a sexual date with Tool. But before I got to stick my tongue down Tool's butthole, what happened was I met this other dude called Author and Punisher, and he said, come here. You too, are too, too horny, too, too not butthole. Too romantic not to rape, too raped to not be romantic. Oh, and boy. this dude, what he did sonically to my entire butthole and face area i'm telling you i've never experienced sonically what that dude did and so i was just like holy shit and then when they come on it just sounded weak sauce like it didn't sound that good yeah yeah and i was like okay cool i'm here i'm checking it out maybe i had a bad you know because i'm on i was kind of on the side i wasn't like looking straight at it and then I, i don't know what i was expecting like visually but Visually, it wasn't that interesting. Uh, I, I was expecting a lot more like visually from their show, and it just they weren't doing much visually. Well, they don't do much, but they have all of Adam Jones's like crazy videos on the back, and they have these crazy lights and shit and lasers. It, it wasn't that impressive. <laughs> well, I will say this: it unfolds throughout the show. They they ramp it up. It builds. I went and saw so, ra- I went and saw Radiohead like twenty years ago. And that show was incredible. The light show for that was amazing. And dude, the show that you and me saw, remember when we, we went and watched Muse? That show yeah. was fucking oh my insane. Gosh. That was when we were playing Outside Land. And so I was kind of, ex- that's what I was expecting. I was expecting something that was going to fucking blow my mind. And it was just like, oh, they're just projecting some shit up on some curtains. And they're playing their music. And it doesn't even sound that good. Whereas the thing I just was listening to, I'd never heard anything like it in my life. And I was like getting goosebumps the entire time. Here's Tool doing the exit interview on like, Bob, we noticed that you left the show a little early. Could you tell us, you know, maybe. And here's you. You're going, look, I loved it. I thought it was great. It's just this author and puncher got kind of destroyed my world. So anything after that, this wasn't going to work. Here's them going. Author and Punisher fired from the remainder of the tour. Dude, I'm you t- never want someone that'll do no, that at a show. Dude, I'm telling you, man, 
don't you don't, don't want do that. Yeah, you don't want somebody. Man, we we did this <laughs> we did this tour with uh God damn it. Why can't I ever think of her name? Who's the singer-songwriter that's got a lot of problems? Shelby Lynn. Shelby Lynn. Oh, I know Shelby Lynn. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so country, we went... Country chick. Yeah, country chick. She was kind of hot. We went on tour with her. We were supposed to be like a co-headlining pill. But she was like... Everybody said, oh, man, watch out. This this chick's got a lot of problems. I'm like, all right, everybody's got problems, especially musicians. So we go on tour. Dude... Never saw her once the entire, never saw her once the entire tour. Did I t- saw her band every day? Her band was super cool. We hung out with them all the time. Never saw her once. Like she never came by and said, Hey, what's up? Never saw her once. So their tour manager, of course, had tour managing is the worst job in the world. But then when you have somebody that's like a, you know, real problematic, it makes the job even. 10 times worse. Absolutely. So he's not having a good time. And he's like, Hey, uh, Shelby wants to headline. And I'm like, whatever she wants, I don't care. We'll go, we'll go first. We'll go second. I don't care. Whatever you guys want to do, we're here to accommodate. So we, we open up the show. And of course, what do we do? Cause we're pros. You burn it down. Do we? We burn that shit down. We're ending with fucking tarantula. The house is going crazy. And then she gets up after that and she's like, bring, 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 bring. I'm a sad, crazy ass psycho. And nobody gives a shit. I'd love to actually hear that song. And literally after one song, all the people that came to see me, bye bye. They're gone. They're like, We're, what? We don't care. Bye bye. So after the first show, they come tour manager. Of course, we never see her. Tour manager comes and goes, Yeah, they want you to close and Shelby's gonna headline by opening up for you guys. And I'm what? Like, <laughs> I don't know. You're like, like you can say it however you want, yeah. I guess. I'm like, all right, no problem. That's fine. So then after that, we we went second. And her audience stuck around. And my audience was like, I mean, I don't know. She's probably, she's probably talented, but here's the problem, dude. I don't care how talented you are. Don't be a dick. I want to say two things. I have a, I have a tour story, but real quick. First of all, the other day in the car, Nova, go, Nova was singing Tarantula. She's like, there she goes up in the moonlight. She's like, dad, do you know the song Tarantula? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. She was like, really? Like, it's so funny how she reacts to shit. She was like, really? You know the song Tarantula? I'm like, Yes. I've played it 500 times, <laughs> but she doesn't know that. She just knows it as a song in our lives. So anyway, yeah. um, it'd be a real kick for her to like see us play it one day. She would, she, she doesn't like connected the dots that it's you and me. And that would like blow her mind. Dude, anyway. that's, that's Scarlett has performed that song with us like a bunch of times on stage. We just, pl- we just played like last week and she got up in front of a thousand people and, and uh, sang it. Isn't it funny how well that song translates for kids? It's like, I bet you didn't think about that when you wrote it. Or maybe you did, but it, it works so great as a kid's song. Anything with an animal kids love. I had a song in my first album called Jingy about a monkey. But it's a, it's about addiction. It's about having a monkey on your back. But it's kids' favorite song. Right. Like all kids are like, oh, I love Jingy. Oh, man. Uh, now that we have this Alexa robot shit in our house, one of Nova's favorite things, she goes, she's like, Alexa, play Dance Monkey. And then she... 
like when we listen to the Beatles, we I, like I let her listen to great music. We listen to Tom Petty, the Beatles. Uh, we listen to a lot of Bob Dylan, Miles Davis, and she likes it. She really does kind of like it. And she can sing Blowing in the Wind, and she can kind of sing I Want to Hold Your Hand. When she plays Dance Monkey, which is a song I've never heard before in my life, she sings every lyric oh, yeah. perfectly. Oh, yeah. Like she, I'm like, oh, I don't think she likes my music as much <laughs> as she likes other shit. If you, if you say, hey, Alexa, play kids music, Dance Monkey will be on there and a bunch of other songs that all kids know now. But, yeah. And they're all, they're all terrible. There's not a good one in the bunch. I know. I, I, I what will, does the I will, fox say? I will say I, I, I struggle to hear what's good about them. So the other story I have, though, similar to the Shelby Lynn thing is, so I have a friend in town. I guess I can't say any of these people's names, but I have a friend in town who lived with a guy, roommates. They lived together. This guy gets a few big hits. Nothing crazy. He's not selling arenas, but he got some big hits. Fast forward maybe five years later, which five years is not a long time. They're on tour together, and my friend who lived with this guy is in the band opening up. And I've been in this situation before. I've been on tour with big country acts like Zach Brown. And general rule is if you're walking down the, you know, arenas, all the hallways in the back are all this big circle, big semicircle where everyone's, you know, catering's here, blah, blah, blah. And the rule is, you know, Zach Brown, who I hung out with, was very cool. But the rule kind of was, don't just go up to Zach Brown. Just, you know, like... If you're going to hang out with Zach Brown, maybe wait for him to initiate that because he's the main guy on tour. So that's kind of the rule. So my friend is walking in these hallways in the arenas and he sees the guy who's the big star now. But the guy was his roommate. They lived together and they were chums. So my guy says hi to him and the guy completely ignores him and acts like he doesn't know who he is. And they lived together. That's the pro move. The pro move is be a total dick. I don't know, man. Do no, you think Dave did, Matthews would have done that? No, of course not. not. And that. here's what I know about your friend who had a couple big hits. That motherfucker's going to have a rough landing when he when that fucking blimp finally hits the ground again. Yeah, I mean, I think it's already kind of happened. I mean, those, those plateaus don't last long in this world. And uh, yeah, it already kind of, you know, it already happened. And so he didn't use his time wisely up there, up on the top platform. Again, we're at the platform. You're going to wake up one day and you're on platform five and you can eat whatever you want. And what you should do when you're up on platform five is make sure everyone below you has food so they don't die. But one day you wake up and you're not on platform five. Zip. And, and zippity do die, motherfucker. Kind of like Marilyn Manson right now. Marilyn Manson is really fucked right now. Is he? What's going on with him? Oh, dude. Well, he lost every. He got canceled. Okay, which ha- is happens in this world, and sometimes it's justified, sometimes it's not. <laughs> How did he not get canceled three years ago? How has he not been canceled till now? Is my. But he's definitely one of these guys that should be like the shit he got away with for so long is really crazy. So I've he, heard nothing but terrible, terrible things about things right. he's done. Well, it was like part of his persona for a while. I think there was this idea that like, maybe that was his persona and who he was, which maybe just the sensitive, like art kid from Florida. But come to find out at some point, those things all blurred and a bunch of drugs and money and fame. And he just got lost and got insane. And so he, when he initially got canceled, he lost everything. Like he lost his record deal and his public, he lost everything, which happens. That happens even if you didn't do anything wrong, you know? But as this is all drummed on for like the Ryan Adams thing, for example, it's kind of come out that he didn't really, it was a hit piece, as you said at the time, you know, this whole FBI, this, this, this whole FBI thing 
And then the FBI or the New York Times never came out and said, hey, because I guess the, the case got dropped, which means they didn't find anything. They didn't find what they were looking of for. Of course they didn't. So what's Ryan Adams? Why did Ryan Adams ultimately get canceled? Because he's a shitty husband and a shitty boyfriend. Now, this Marilyn Manson guy is like abusing and torturing and raping chicks on the reg. Okay. And but here, like, but he, all right, I because I, I read up on it a little bit. I, I read up on it a little bit. Yes, he is doing that stuff. But in his defense, which I don't even know why I'm doing this, because I don't really care. But in his defense, these are women who they're like, well, I was I was hypnotized by him. I was under his spell. And, and because he's not holding them prisoner. They are coming back. They're repeat customers for his crazy torturing behavior. And he's like, you know, they're like, and I get it. It's like somebody, like somebody who's abusive and hitting somebody. And then, and you're like, well, leave. And you're like, well, I can't leave because I'm married. But they're not, none of these people were married. It's the same thing though. That's not, it's the analogy applies i know but, you know, I, I, but he's holding jobs and money over their head and then when it starts to get really dicey and this is this, many women have said this when it does start to get like they want out right he threat he threatens them with violence and he threatens to destroy their lives right so it's all it's abuse top down all right fuck that guy you're right <laughs> i mean you're right it's I abuse know. top down you're right it's 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 abuse for sure it sucks i was a big fan of his music i don't know if how I, you know i don't know if you were but how did we even no, get talking never, about this? Never been a fan. Never been a fan. Well, anyway, we're, let's let's maybe uh, kick it to the secret weekly. We got to get out of here. And uh, it was it's been good. It was a good one. It went by fast. I'll tell you that, dude. Are we are we done? We can't be done, can we? We're done. Yeah, we're done. Oh my god. Bob and Clint at gmail.com. Write in. Let us know what. Let us know your story about Marilyn Manson. Maybe he tied you up and kept you in a uh, very dark, cold room forever, which is apparently one of his things. I'm gonna. And, I, uh, I, I'll tell you my one backstage story that I heard about Marilyn Manson. The Secret Weekly. It's definitely right. not safe for work. You can join us in the Secret Weekly uh, by signing up for Patreon. P a t r e o n dot com slash the letters i o k. You get a bunch of stuff. And as Mark Kilminster said earlier, as he said earlier, you immediately get to download the first hundred secret weeklies. I think we're up to 130 now, maybe. Kilminster, uh, Kilminster, Kilminster. Dude, that's not a good name to be fucking saying over and over again like that. That sounds Kilminster? sketchy. Kilminster. That it's sounds, like Lemmy Kilmeister. Dude, that sounds sketchy. All right. Well, we'll see you in the secret weekly. Bye. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs>